All right. Welcome to episode 62 of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. An unprecedented four days in a row. Four revelation episodes in a row. Well, today we are going back to one of the greatest singers of all time. Someone who is regularly featured on Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. And of course, it is the Air Raid Siren himself. The man that Paul Diano said was the definitive singer of Iron Maiden. Mr. Bruce Bruce, Bruce Dickinson. The man we know, the man we love, the man whose voice is a big part of the soundtrack to all of our lives. So let's get right into it. And I feel like uh, I'm going to play something right off the bat that maybe you've never heard before. Maybe you have. You probably have. If you're listening to this, you've probably heard it before. But just in case you haven't, let's go back to where it all started for Bruce Dickinson's solo. In case you did not know that, or who that was, or what that was, or where it was from, that was the song 
bring your daughter to the slaughter. That was the original version, which appeared originally, <laughs> originally, on A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, The Dream Child, the Dream Child soundtrack. Steve Harris liked the song a lot, so Iron Maiden re-recorded it and put it on No Prayer for the Dying. And consequently, that is the only Iron Maiden song to ever hit number one on the charts in the UK. Amazing, amazing to think that. So now I'm not going to be going in chronological order here. I'm going to go back and forth. So the first song I'm going to play from one of his actual solo albums is one from which one am I going to play here? This song. Okay. Yeah. This song here is called Devil on a Hog. And this appears on his most recent solo album that he did while he was in Iron Maiden called, what the heck is it called? I can't even blank it out here. Tyranny of Souls. Sorry. Golly. It's early in the morning. Sorry. But yeah, it's called Devil on a Hog, and it's a really, really killer song. If you've never heard this album, I believe this is definitely his heaviest solo album. So check this out. Devil on a Hog. that song. Very, very catchy. It's probably, well, I don't know if it's the most catchy song on the album. But, well, I think it is, but it's definitely one of the more accessible ones on that album. Now, the next song we're going to get to is something from Bruce's first actual solo album, which featured a guitar player you've probably heard of named Yannick. I'm going to play you what I think is one of the most catchy songs on that album. It's my absolute favorite track from that album. Surely you've heard this one before. Incredible, incredible song. The chorus is really, really great. It's an autobiographical song about the man who was born in 58. I 
next, we are jumping up to another catchy song. We're going from 1990 to 1998 to Bruce's absolutely incredible solo album, The Chemical Wedding. And I'm going to play you another one of my favorite songs. There's so many favorite songs on these albums anyway, but this is one that you're sure to love. It is called The Tower. Absolutely love the chorus on that song. It's so catchy, so catchy. Bruce can really write a great song, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, so the next song I'm going to play is another one that's very, it's a ballad. It's not as uh, kept catchy and kind of happy sounding as that chorus there, but it is a definitive Bruce song. Absolutely. It's one that when you talk about Bruce's solo career, this is absolutely one of the ones that people are going to talk about. Um, it comes from his second album, Balls to Picasso, one that's not very highly thought of for some reason. I I got into it in 1994 when it came out. I have a little story I'll tell about that album in just a bit. But um, absolutely love that song. Love that song. So I'm going to play it for you right now. It is called... <laughs> 
Tears of the Dragon. Now, the next album that Bruce put out is probably, I think, his most polarizing album. You know, Tattooed Millionaire is obviously, to me, Tattooed Millionaire is the weakest one. But I don't think that that was Bruce really trying to go out and make a make a big splash. I think that was just him having fun. Now... When he did uh, when he did balls to Picasso, that was obviously a concerted effort to do something that would be well received, and I think it's a pretty great album. It's it's over time. I don't feel like it's held up quite as well, but I still like it. It, it definitely has. There's memories there for me. The next album he put out though was Skunk Works, and like I said, a lot of people are really hit or miss. Some people love it, some people hate it. Most people are not just in between and they just go, I like some of it. But me personally, I I've always liked it. I've pretty much liked everything with Bruce. I was always happy to get something new 
with Bruce singing on it. And this album was no exception. So I've played a lot of catchy songs for you so far, and I'm not going to change that trend right here. I'm going to play you what I think is the catchiest song from this album. One of my favorites from the album as well. It is Back From The Edge. Let me play you something now that's a lot more aggressive than anything else I've played so far. This is another song from 2005's Tyranny of Souls. And this one really surprised me when I heard it. I was shocked at how heavy it was because I'd never heard anything with this type of heaviness from Bruce. Which said something because Accident of Birth was a pretty dang heavy album. So here we go. Abduction. Judgment on my sins Evil music gadgets come to penance 
you remember where you were the first time that you heard Tattooed Millionaire? Do you remember anything about it? Well, I remember having the cassette. I remember it was really close to me graduating high school. I remember putting it in, playing it, being excited that it was a Bruce Dickinson solo album and thinking the possibilities were endless because you didn't know what to expect, but really expected something like, I don't know, Iron Maiden. So putting it in and pressing play and getting what we got was a little little shocking, but if you've been a fan of Iron Maiden over the years, then you know that what I'm about to play you, the little riff, the arpeggiated playing that goes with this, has made its way back into the Iron Maiden catalog at least two other times that I can think of. So let's listen to Son of a Gun. talking about Skunkworks being probably one of the most divisive albums that Bruce has ever put out. But I got to think that Tattooed Millionaire does play a part in that because as an Iron Maiden fan, that came out before No Prayer for the Dying, which was after Seventh Son. 
And the biggest change in No Prayer for the Dying and on Fear of the Dark, Fear of the Dark, was his vocal style, the way he delivered the vocals. And it turned into this really, really raspy sounding vocal. And I, I mean, I think that's just the direction that Bruce was heading in for whatever reason. But it was definitely not popular, and it started on the Tattooed Millionaire album. But either way, I think Son of a Gun is a really, really good song. I love – I've got the memories of it of, you know, back in 1990 hearing it and just – it's it's always been – I've always – that was one of the three or four songs that I always liked off of that album. And you're going to hear one more of those as well. But the next song I'm going to play you is from 1998's Chemical Wedding. And when I, I remember hearing this the first time and just – it sounded like it was tuned down, like drop D type of tuning. Cause I guess it was so just, ugh, just so dirty. And I don't know if dirty is the right word, but just, just so down and low. The, the Either way, when you turned on, since I just played an album opener, play another one. When you turned on and hear a King and Crimson and you heard how heavy it sounded, you knew you were getting something good from Bruce. And not only that, the chorus on this song, oh gosh, phenomenal, phenomenal chorus. So let's hear the King in Crimson. Why do I do that? Why do I feel like I need to lower my voice? Is that a radio thing? The King in Crimson. Oh my gosh, is that awesome or what? Dude, that chorus, that chorus is incredible. And it's just, the song is so heavy. Uh, it's just not something you expected from Bruce. Anyway, let's go to another album opener. I know that's what you're wanting, right? You're thinking that this is the uh, album opener triple shot or something. And that's what it is. You're going to get another album opener, right? In just a few seconds here. 
This comes from Balls to Picasso. I remember getting this album or having this album in the summer of 94, and I had went through uh, some interesting things that year, but I ended up taking a trip from Texas to New Mexico, and I don't know, it was about a seven-hour drive, something like that, but I remember this album being the soundtrack to my trip, because I just remember listening to it over and over and over, and when I hear these songs, it kind of takes me back to that time, but I remember driving, I don't remember what time I left, but I remember driving through the night thinking, oh, I can deal with this, no big deal, but just being dead tired, I mean, almost falling asleep driving in the car, I got so tired, and I remember I finally got to a certain point where I pulled over, I don't know, it was a rest area, whatever it was, there was a spot where you could pull over, and I pulled over, I had a sleeping bag. I remember I got in the back of, I had a, I had a pickup truck, which um, I guess people know what pickup trucks are overseas, but um, I had a truck. If you look up a 1993 green Ford Ranger, and that's what I was driving single cab. So I threw, threw my uh, sleeping bag in the back of the truck and I went to sleep right there on the side of the road. <laughs> I think I slept three or four hours and that was plenty enough, but I got up and got on the road again and. I remember being in New Mexico that time was the first time in my life I ever saw a Kiss pinball machine, and I most certainly played it. So let's go into song number one from Balls to Picasso, which I thought was a big step in the right direction after hearing Tattooed Millionaire. And after you know this being Bruce's first solo effort, it was good, it was heavy, and Bruce really sang his uh, <clears throat> uh, butt off, so... Anyway, here we go. Cyclops. Darkness, you can feel 
Next up is a song from Skunkworks. If you haven't already seen it, there is a documentary called Scream For Me Sarajevo. And it's a story of when Bruce and the band that were on Skunkworks went into Sarajevo while there was a war going on. And they went and played a show, which was very much under... They were under fire. Not they were under fire, but there was just... There was battle happening. There were things happening, and they didn't think they were going to be... Some of them didn't think they were getting into a dangerous situation, but I think they got there and realized it was a lot more than they bargained for. Either way, they did go in and they played the show, and this documentary was made about it a few years back, and it's a really, really phenomenal, phenomenal documentary. But there is a song on the Skunk Works album about this, because this is when they were touring for Balls to Picasso. The Skunk Works band was already in place. But there is a song from Skunk Works about the experience, and it is called Inertia. These are the pictures, these are the feelings from the front line. Living in silence, feeling the deafness like heavy smoke. Smiling with strangers, counting the days like a spring coiled up inside. Welcome to your future, welcome to your book of lies. Fingers crawl through pages, nothing changes, living here. Inertia! Down depressed and lonely. I've got a song for you to hear, hear, hear.
Well, just in case you didn't know it, that is the title track to Bruce's first solo album, Tattooed Millionaire. And maybe if you are feeling down, depressed, or lonely, maybe that's not the song to listen to if you're an Iron Maiden fan, because then you hear him singing that really raspy voice, and you're going, I'm even more depressed now. But um, anyways, I think it's a really happy chorus-y sounding song, and a happy chorus sounding song. And I actually like that one. It's not bad. So the next song I'm going to play you is off of Balls to Picasso. And this is probably the oddest. Should I say that? This is, I think this is the oddest song that Bruce ever recorded. Tell me if you agree if Sacred Cowboys is the oddest song he ever recorded. Chasing their illusions, take a drive and sink a swim But in the end you're in the same pollution In your world escape is swift and nonsense This is all you need to know In the land of dreams you make the right connections Then you'll be the hero Ecstasy, the cult of me, provides our institutions You can live forever with a grave and stand where people used to function You can join the saviors of a culture vulture Surfing overhead by sky Like a set of gluttony won't set you free But Betty Ford can help you try I asked if that was the oddest song that Bruce had ever recorded. And then while I was uh, thinking about that, I thought, wait a minute. Bruce also sang. <laughs> he also sang on the apparition. <laughs> so that's probably the oddest song. That's probably the oddest song Maiden never did for sure. Maybe that was the oddest song that Bruce ever partook in as a professional singer before after he was, uh, you know, Samson and all those things. So, and I'm not super familiar with all the Samson material, so maybe I'm missing something here. But the next song I'm going to play you, though, is from Skunk Works. And this is a song about a guy who's losing it. Apparently, he's got people that are not backing him up. They're not having his back. He's got, he says, were you my friend when I belonged? Were you my friend when I was strong? Were you my friend when I was weak? Were you my friend when I was crawling and calling out of my head. This is a song I've always, always loved. I think this might be my favorite song from Skunk Works. It's just, it's a pretty intense song and Bruce sells it really well. So if you've never heard this, I hope you like hearing Bruce have a meltdown.
Dude, if you have never given that song a chance, oh my gosh, that song is so awesome. Oh, I love it. I love that song so much. It's so great. So great. I'm over here just, uh, oh man, so great. Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I just, you know how it is. We listen to music like this and we get, you get a little lost in it just for a moment or a moment. Get lost in it. Enjoy it. So great. So great. If you haven't given that album a chance, it's different. But man, there are some great, great tunes on it. Now, speaking of great tunes, we're going to the next album I have on this list, which is Chemical Wedding. And the last song you are going to hear from it is called The Book of Thel. And it takes a good bit to get to the chorus, but oh my gosh, that chorus is pay dirt. So listen here to the absolutely killer Book of Thel.
Well, I hope you have enjoyed this little sneak peek into some of Bruce Dickinson's solo music, some of what I think are his best songs. Now, you may have noticed that I did not play any songs from one particular album, and that's because I'd like to do a review of it at some point in time. But I thought, there's at least one song I should play. It's the end of the episode, so why not go to the end of the album? And, you know, I didn't announce the last song either. It was Soul Intruders. So, which, (laughs) pretty heavy song. So I thought, you know, taking a heavy song from Tyranny of Souls, why not go and play a nice, easy little, some easy listening from Bruce Dickinson to leave you with. So I'm going to play Ark of Space, which to me is an absolutely killer song. To quote a voice you're all familiar with, this song is deadly. So Ark of Space, I'm assuming everybody that is listening to this has already heard every single one of these songs. But if you haven't, I hope you heard something you liked. And if you have, I'm sure you heard a lot you liked anyway. So On that note, I bid you farewell and good night. So